And hello, you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. I believe it's like episode uh, 12, I think we're up to now. Um, you're probably questioning yourself, why is our good friend Jimbo starting off the show? No, it's not a connection issue. Um, we, seems like we, we have that kind of down, knock on wood. Just a, a little bit of scheduling conflict there between me and King. Um, so he's not here this week. Hopefully he'll be back next week with myself. Uh, lots to talk about. Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's kind of a quiet week other than uh, preseason football being back. Um, that was kind of exciting for myself. Uh, I got to watch the, my defending Super Bowl champion Eagles Thursday night a little bit. I watched the first half. Um, a lot of games that night. Uh, we, we got to see Shaquan Barkley's uh, debut with the New York Giants. I think King is a little excited with that one. Um, I know in the beginning he wasn't, but but before we get into any any of that stuff, uh, you can go over to Twitter and uh, follow us over there. Like follow me at uh, Jimbo St Sports. And then uh, King, you can follow at King of Skunk Duck. And then as far as the show itself, you could follow us at ST Sports Podcast. Um, past couple of weeks, we, we've been doing a little bit of, of polls and stuff like that. We're trying trying to do some different things, and uh, we, we did a the Urban Meyer one last week about uh, how do you guys think uh, Ohio State will finish uh, record-wise. Um, surprisingly, a lot of you guys, I think, was uh, a winning record. Uh, you know, big bowl game, possibly playoffs. I don't know. I, I, I still don't think it... I, I, I think the black cloud is going to follow them. But, you know, that that's still going on at investigation. There's uh, just uh, uh, earlier a couple things coming out now. Um, new new information, but maybe we'll save that uh, topic for next week for when uh, King's back. Me and King will we'll dive into that if there's something new. But uh, yeah, so preseason start this well, full blown start this past Thursday. You had uh, the, the Giants play, the Eagles play, um, Buffalo against Carolina, Indy against Seattle. You know, pretty much all the teams start that week uh, that day. But uh, yeah, Shaquan Barkley, very first run of the, the you know, his first de- you know debut preseason game, 37-yard scamper, right up the middle, big hole and everything. Um, I don't know if you guys follow King, but you know, I know personally King wasn't a big fan. He it it wasn't that he wasn't a big fan. It was he was uh, questioning about it. And uh, I'll be honest when. Uh, when Barkley got drafted by the Giants, I, t- I, t- I text King. I said, you know, you, fi- you guys finally have a run game since, I mean, Jesus, before Ron Dane probably even. Um, so, you know, that, that he's definitely going to upgrade uh, the Giants offense. And, you know, Eagles defense against that Giants offense is going to be interesting. But um, as far as you Giants fans, though, it was one run. Calm down. You know, maybe I'm saying it because I'm an Eagles fan, but it was one run. 
and against the Cleveland Browns. You know, the, the, the probably their backup backup players. Um, so yeah, as I watched a little bit of the Eagles game. Um, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz didn't start. Uh, I, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to play a down in preseason. Even Foles, maybe third game, he, I think he may play a couple uh, couple snaps. I don't think he's going to play next game either. I think I think the Eagles are trying to um, get Sudfeld, Nate Sudfeld, uh, third string quarterback, some playing time in there to try to build him up to trade him either this year or next year, get something for him because he, I mean, other than those two interceptions, he, he didn't look that bad. But, uh, our tight end, um, Dallas, I can never pronounce his name right, Goldbert. I'll tell you, I, I think, I think that was going to be a really good pick for us. Um, I think it's going to change the offense a little bit for the, for the better. Uh, he may even Right into Zach Ertz's catches a little bit there. He's definitely, you know, he's supposed to be Trey Burton's uh, replacement. And uh, I think he's definitely going to be a, a big upgrade over Trey Burton, which Trey Burton was, was good to begin with. But, um, uh, what, are, what are things happened during the preseason? Well, th- this, this topic that I'm going to talk about now. I got to see firsthand with the Eagles game um, was the, the the new helmet rule, and uh, you know you can't lower your head. Helmet to helmet could um, obviously be a penalty, and it's going to be either a 15-yard penalty or you're going to be ejected from the game. Now the the one in the Eagles game. I, I don't know. I just, I don't even understand it. Um, when it happened, even the the commentators said that the rule of thumb is you're supposed to be able to see what you hit. When I forget the I forget the defender's name, that, that maybe it was Sidney Jones. It was definitely one of our younger cornerbacks. Um, came in for the hit, and I don't know from camera angle it looked like his head was still up that he could see what he was hitting yes he did lower his head a little bit but the running back also got lower so it's like you know it's gonna be one of those one of those tricky things um i think that this penalty is gonna make the the game last a lot longer i mean we, we saw during the uh the hall of fame game um a lot of those flags thrown you know, I, I think you see like an extra half hour or so added onto these games because even the refs aren't even gonna know what what exactly to, to, to call it. You know, um, I, there, I think there might be a lot of uh, picking up the flags after you know consulting with each other, and I, I just I just think they need this. This might be the, the new catch rule um, where no one knows what is the correct call and uh, in the, the Indianapolis uh, Seattle game I'm not even going to try to pronounce his first name because uh, I'm not even sure how to say it but his last name is Thomas uh, it was like five minutes left in the, the preseason game itself and he he's actually was the first person to be ejected 
from the game because of a helmet to helmet hit. Now I didn't see it, so you know maybe it was a legit hit. Uh, the Colts uh, head coach Frank Reich, former offensive coordinator for the Eagles, agreed that he should have been thrown out of the game. You know those those, those hits should not be uh, allowed in the game. Which you know what, like I mean, if, if it is a legit that uh, you know you're, if you're legit putting your head straight down and you know leading with the helmet and all that stuff, yeah, then you know that that definitely sh should be an ejection. But there's so much gray area with it that no one from probably even Roger Goodell probably doesn't even know what it is, what what the the, the right call is. You know, like before before they like start putting these new rules in because of the concussions and and the concussion lawsuit and stuff like that, they really need to sit down and like think you know how are we gonna explain this how are we gonna teach these players the right and wrong way to, to hit somebody the, the safer way and, and you know stuff like that it just seems like you know they're, they're so worried about being sued or um, players you know uh, the, I know uh, last week the, the one Bears I think it might have been the rookie was afraid to sign his contract because of the helmet rule to begin with. Um, it, it should have just been a lot more detailed and explained a lot better of what uh, what the correct penalty would be called or correct hit, you know, the way to, to hit somebody. But um, speaking of the, the Colts game, though, because I, mean, I really don't want to get into too much of the, the helmet rule. I mean, we, we kind of talked about it. Uh, a few episodes ago, you can go back on and, and listen to us, you know, iTunes, and I believe we may be on Spotify now. Um, all, all the all the big ones, you can catch all of the episodes. You can go back and listen to past episodes. Um, but talk about the, the Colts game. Uh, Andrew Luck made his first appearance in 19 months. And you know what? I'm, I'm kind of happy for him. Um, I've always liked him. He's a, he's a tough guy. He played on a lot of uh, bad offenses. Not even offenses, but behind bad offensive lines. Um, and sure enough, this game alone, he got hit twice. And just to show you how excited he is to be back, he's, he said that uh, when he did get hit, he was so excited that he got hit. And, and you know, typical... Uh, sayings he said, you know, it, it was good to get hit to knock some of the rust off, uh, to get the scares out of my head now that, you know, okay, I got hit, I'm not hurt, I can keep moving forward. But, you know, he, he had the, the shoulder surgery that kept him out all this time. You know, it, it, is, is he going to be the next um, Peyton Manning? To uh, kind of re rejuvenate his career a little bit, you know, Pay Manning he, uh, had that the neck problem for about the same amount of time, about two years, and then uh, the Colts decided to move on. He went and came, went to Denver and went on to uh, win the Super Bowl, and didn't play that bad. I mean, you know, throughout the whole year, yeah, he lost a little bit, but uh, a little bit of a uh, strength, but you know, he played good. So. 
Now Andrew Luck comes back as a, uh, a young team. Unfortunately, he, he lost one of his uh, rookie receivers. Um, sixth round pick, Kane, uh, blew his ACL out. It's, it's amazing how many of these football players blow out their ACLs anymore. And then, uh, another one was uh, the, the rookie running back from Washington, uh, the kid from uh, LSU, uh, Geis. But you know, like when I when I saw him do his, I I, just, I, I really thought he's just a sprained uh, sprained knee or something like that. I didn't think it was you know full blown. But um, but getting back to Andrew Luck though, you know, I think the last time he played, he had like uh, Reggie Wayne there and Jeff Saturday was a center. Like a lot of those old timers moved on. Here he is coming back, trying to give it one last go. not old but you know you lose two years of your professional career that's that's almost like 10 years off your life that, that that's a lot of time so I'm curious to see if uh, how much rust is, you know is there going to be um, is he going to have his timing down with this new receiving core this new offense new head coach um, and I'm, I'm curious to see how Frank Reich does I mean you know he obviously wasn't the head coach of the Eagles, but had a hell of a offense, you know, going there. I know Doug probably called most of the plays, but he had to get some info from his uh, offense coordinators. But um, then uh, the other thing I, I saw too was uh, a video of uh, Cam Newton and. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, I guess a couple, about, I, I think actually like last week it was, uh, Kelvin Benjamin came out, uh, the receiver from the Buffalo Bills who used to play with the, the Panthers, uh, came out and said that he wished his first three and a half years being in the, the league, he was with the quarterback that was knowledgeable and knew how to play the game. Now. Maybe he partly might be right, but one, you blew your knee out the one season, so you're down to two and a half years. Your rookie season, you were good. Your uh, sophomore, I think he blew his knee out. But then when he came back, he was good. So now you got traded, so now you gotta cry a little bit and be a little, little baby about it. And I'm not a big Cam fan. Um, I, I think he's more hyped up than he should be. I, I think he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's ever gonna be a you know this pocket passer that everybody wants him to be. He, he's, he's a he's a Michael Vick. He's a Randall Cunningham. He's, he's a run first guy, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you're not gonna win many games like that but uh, anyways so uh, so the Bills play the, the Panthers Thursday night and pre-game you know warm-ups Benjamin's out there uh, talking to uh, Thomas Davis the Carolina inside linebacker because obviously they used to play together and, you know they're, they're cracking it up they're laughing and everything and here comes Cam Newton strolling over 
kind of like nose up in the air, like, you know, like you knew something was going to be said or uh, was going to be done. And, you know, he started talking to Benjamin and you see Thomas Davis was like, all right, come on, guys, let's let's calm it down here. Let's be friends. And Cam kind of waved them off and said, no, you know, you go away. Let, let me talk to him. And, you know, Thomas Davis walked away, went away. And uh, I'll, I'll give Cam credit. You know, he tried to shake Benjamin's hand, but Benjamin wanted nothing to do with it. So then Cam Newton followed him for the next, I would say, five, ten minutes all around the field trying to talk to him about probably what Benjamin meant, you know, and said. And, you know, finally got to a point where uh, Cam finally gave it up and just waved him up off and said, you know, you're not worth the time and this and that, the other thing. But, you know, this part of it, uh, I got to take Cam's side. You know, at least Cam was uh, man enough to go out there and in a way, hash it out, talk it out, you know, maybe see what they could do, maybe be friends again or whatever. And then here's Benjamin, want nothing to do with it. And, you know, if you, if, if you were that unhappy, why'd you wait so long? Why'd you wait three and a half years to finally come out and, and say, why don't you sit down with Cam and, and say, hey, here's my feelings. Yeah, okay, he's the, the team leader and the team captain and everything like that, but a good team leader and team captain is going to listen to his players or, or, or his, his people that are trying to help him be better. And who knows what will happen. But, um... I posted that. I think I tweeted that on my, my own personal account. I'll, I'll try to put it up on the, the Stay Tuned Sports... Uh, account so you guys could see it but you know I, I I think those two should probably like give Dana away a call and get into the octagon hash it out that way one and done I mean hey Greg Hardy's there Greg Hardy knocked out another guy in 17 seconds but you know what kind of transitioning into a little MMA talk here uh yeah, Greg Hardy knocked out another lower tier level guy, 17 seconds. And I'm, I'm glad Dana White kind of came out and uh, said something about it. Said, well, you know, let's let's see how he does on the ground when someone takes him down. Because the first time, the first thing I thought of was Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice, you know, you, you've seen all the, the videos, the tr uh, street fights and stuff like that. And, if he fought someone that wanted to stand and bang, he knocked him out every time, no matter where it was MMA or, or whatnot. But as soon as someone either went for his knees or took him down to the ground, he, he I mean, look at Roy Nelson, he put him a crucifix and just destroyed him. So, you know, I'm kind of hoping, that's why I want Brock Lesnar to fight Greg Hardy, because Brock will just take him right down to the ground and with those lunchbox hands, as Joe Rogan would uh, call them, just pummel them. But uh, speaking of uh, UFC, I think it was last Friday. Yeah, last Friday because they had a, a 25th anniversary uh, news conference. Conor McGregor and 
Khabib are fighting October 6th. It was officially announced. Now, I know if King was here, he probably wouldn't let me get a word in about this because of the whole uh, Barclays New York thing that happened between these two with the uh, the bus incident. But you know, I, I still do uh, kind of agree with uh, King. I think it was definitely a work um, to to get people interested. And you know, the one article I saw was was this the right fight? And I was reading a little bit, and it's right on so many levels. Uh, Fight-wise, it's it's a it's a classic matchup of a grappler versus boxer. Um, Money-wise, this this could this could top any type of pay-per-view uh, fight. Even Brock Lesnar's against uh, Randy Couture. I think that was the, the biggest one for for Brock. Um, you know, you got the the, the heated rivalry. Uh, Connor's coming back after two years. Uh, last year, you know, remember he fought uh, Floyd Mayweather, which you know a lot of people said it was a joke, and, and Floyd carried him and stuff like that. I'm sorry, if Floyd carried him, then he's a dumbass because why would you take a chance of getting punched? You know, if you're that much better, and you're gonna carry him, and why would you let him punch you? But you know, Connor got you know a life-changing payday. Um, he does. I mean, he, he made so much that fight. He doesn't even have to come back to fight this. But they fight October sixth in Las Vegas. I know two episodes ago um, when Connor uh, was in uh, court and you know agreed to the plea deal. I said, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the Russian to win. Surprisingly, the Russian is, is a favor for this fight. I don't... I, I still see Connor as the favorite, though. I mean... If Habib takes him down, yes. We all know Connor has no ground game. No wrestling... Um, he, he's not very good with wrestling. We saw that with Chad Mendes. But if Habib comes in with his head too far out there, one quick uppercut could, could finish it. And I, I don't see this going five rounds. I, I, I think this is going to be two or three rounder. Either Habib's going to pound him out or Connor's going to knock him out. And uh, they're still adding some uh, fights to it, so I'm curious to see what... what uh, fights get added to it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually am surprised that they're making it October 6th, though. I, I thought they would make this like a, a New Year's Eve fight or something. I mean, they had, the, the two biggest ones are New Year's Eve and uh, Super Bowl weekend. They always try to stack those cards. Um, but I'm slowly am getting curious about about the Connor fight. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Maybe we'll... I know we said a couple weeks ago we would post it, but maybe this this week I'll try to post it about, you know, how interested are you guys. Or how how's it going to finish. 
Your thing coming up in uh, two weeks. I'm excited for uh, bare knuckle boxing. My girl Beck Rawlings is the first women's champion for bare knuckle boxing. She's putting her belt online. Um, I, I forget against who. Um, but this card seems like it's starting to fill up a little bit more with uh, UFC fighters. You got Chris Lytle. I know I saw Chris Levin, but it, he's on a, a different promotion for bare knuckle boxing, which I was a little upset because I used to like Chris Levin. I used to call him a zombie. Whenever he got knocked on his feet, that's when he, that's when he got to get worried because he just starts throwing haymakers and not even care. But that's uh, that's in two weeks. Hopefully King comes up for that for his, his birthday weekend. Um, Kind of circling back to uh, football here for, for a second. I don't know if you guys watched any of the, the Hall of Fame ceremony, but I'll tell you what. Now, I'm not saying this as an Eagles fan. Brian Dockett's had me ready for war. I mean, he. I, I would love to go to just one of his speeches. Like, just, you know, his half hour long talks or whatever like that. There was so much I, I, I didn't know about him um, with his depression. Uh, throughout his career and just his 10-15 second uh, speech uh, about the depression you know for all you people that that may have depression whatever it is better on uh, on once you get past the depression part I know it's tough but you know if you could talk to somebody do it. Um, Dawkins, if it wasn't for his wife and the defense coordinator at the time, Emmett Thomas, um, we would never got to see him. Uh, his rookie rookie season, he was talking about. And uh, so, anybody with any with that type of disease, please talk to somebody, talk to a friend, family members, anybody. Don't hold it in. I know it's tough. But pull up the Brian Dawkins video, and that video alone will, will inspire you to to fight this this disease. Um, kind of getting a little bit lighter here, though. But the one cool thing I, I did like about his speech when when he was talking about um, going through those dark times, uh, he he looked out to the crowd and he. His wife was out there, and he said, "Hun, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't be here without you." He goes, "I got my golden jacket." He goes, "So I got you something myself." And I don't know if it's a family member or a friend or, or what. Um, was sitting behind his wife, and um, he asked his wife to stand up. She stood up, and uh, the person behind her stood up. He had a customized golden shawl made for her, and put it on, so like she was part of the Hall of Fame, and. I won't lie, there was a lot of uh, lot of dust in the air when I was watching him. And but he still brought that same intensity that he brought on the field. Now he wasn't the only one I watched. Um, I watched Brian Urlacher a little bit. His speech was really really good too. Um, 
Again, praising his wife, um, his kids. Um, I turned it on when uh, Bethard was uh, getting inducted because I got home a little bit late. Um, but once Dawkins talked, you know, I, I was done because I didn't really want to hear Ray Lewis or Randy Moss. But from what I was seeing, it sounded like Doc stole the stole the show with, with his speech and broke the, the microphone stand. That was pretty funny. But uh, that's going to do it for this week. Um, hopefully next uh, next Thursday, me and King will be able to sit down and record an episode for you. Uh, unfortunately, this one is coming out a day later. We're always going to try to do that Thursday or Friday, uh, dropping it. Uh, but this week was, like I said, scheduling conflicts. That's why we had to do a little bit later this time around. So, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JimboSTSports. You can follow King at, uh, at King of Skunk Duck. And then you could also follow the show at ST Sports Podcast on Twitter. You can like and share us on Facebook. Uh, we're on iTunes, TuneIn, uh, Google Play, and I believe it's. After last week, uh, we got put on Spotify. Spotify, yeah. Spotify. Sorry about that. Um, so you could check us out anywhere there. And if there's any other um, platforms you want us to be added to, don't be afraid to send us a, a tweet or a, a message on Facebook, and you know we'll get on there too. We're all about you guys. So this is your good friend Jimbo. See you guys next week.